Hey, everybody, it's Coach Carter with The Morning Lift, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. I'm going to do a five-part series uh, over the next five days, and we're going to talk about five universal principles of great nutrition. And we kind of want to talk about what nutrition claims pass the mustard test, all right? So what we're going to do is we're going to explore uh, a different principle each uh, podcast, and then we're going to kind of break it down after that and really look at do they pass uh, the science test? Do they really pass the reality test? So uh, principle number one, weight changes come down to one key question, and everyone knows this, though not everybody believes it. It's the energy balance equation, and it's also known as calories in and calories out or you could abbreviate it if you want to, C-I-C-O for short. And, you know, it, it really is this. You take the energy in and minus the energy out, and that equals the changes in your body stores, your body fat. Your, it's just, it just does. That's the equation. So, in other words, when you take in more energy or calories than you burn, you gain weight. When you take in less energy than you burn, you lose weight. When you take in the same energy as you burn, you maintain your weight. So you might be wondering, well, how do we know with how do we know this with absolute certainty? Whereas, you know, there's always been another nutritional debate. Um, you know, wine is bad for you, wine is good for you, uh, is still a debate. You know, you'll hear some nutritionists tell you that wine uh, in the right proportions is good. You'll hear nutritionists say, no, wine is not good for you. You'll hear advocates on both sides, and you'll hear this debate forever. So then let's put that against that same backdrop when we're talking about energy in, energy out. Well, the, the, the reason you can look at the uh, energy in, energy out debate a little different and with more certainty is, uh, first, like gravity, for example, this principle of energy in, energy out is very easy to test. You know, like with gravity, you can continually release a heavy object. And no matter how many times you try it, the object's gonna fall every time. That's how you know gravity works. It's the same in reality with energy balance. If you reduce energy in and increase your energy out, you will always get the same result. Uh, body weight goes down. You know, second, the energy balance equation comes from the first law of thermodynamics. And what that basically is, uh, in a simple version, is energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred from one state to another. And humans can't create energy from nothing. We convert it from food. And any energy, or actually, let me say it this way, any excess energy we can't uh, take in doesn't mag magically vanish. Our bodies either increase the energy out, often turning up the metabolism, or it stores the excess as body fat. So scientific laws are as close to facts as we can get. I mean, that's, that's what we got here. Uh, can they be updated over time? Yep. Absolutely, they sure can. 
In this case, however, the law has stood firm for well over a century. So why do people say not all calories are equal? Well, in a word, I guess you could say confusion. Uh, but I'm going to give you kind of an example, uh, and I want you to visualize a scale. And on one scale, we'll talk about energy, and when, on the other side, we'll talk about energy out. Uh, and there's many complex factors, though, that do influence calories in and calories out. And your brain especially can turn up or turn down metabolism, and that exerts a massive amount of influence on the calories out. So again, imagine a scale, and I'm going to talk about the factors that influence energy in for a minute. And then we'll talk about the factors that influence energy out. All right, first, energy in. Appetite. Uh, appetite's influenced by hormones uh, that regulate appetite and satiety. So some people have an overwhelming appetite. They never seem satisfied. And some people can eat very minimal amount of food and they seem satisfied and they seem happy. The actual foods that you consume, uh, that's influenced by how available are the foods, how palatable are they? I mean, do they taste good? Uh, the energy density of the food, you know, is it uh, a piece of chocolate cake? Is it a piece of steak? You know, what is it? How dense is the energy, the calories in that food? Believe it or not, your sleep quality, uh, the amount of education you have about what you're really eating and why you're eating it and when you're eating it, uh, socioeconomic status, uh, believe it or not, and culture. These all affect the foods that we consume. And then, you know, let's look at how the calories are absorbed because just eating it, uh, these these calories still need to be absorbed. And uh, calorie absorption is influenced by, you know, the macronutrient intake, you know, is it protein, carbohydrate, fat, what combination thereof is it? Uh, how well do you food prep? How old are you? Uh, your personal microbiome, your, your health status, your energy status, all these things affect how well calories are absorbed. You know, and then there's psychological factors, you know. Um, the absorption of calories can be influenced by stress level. You know, how much stress are you under? How much stress um, is affecting your day-to-day -day life? Your mindset, uh, perceived control over your environment, your, your, your decisions, your self-esteem, your sleep quality. You know, I could go, we could have a whole podcast on sleep quality alone and how that can affect different hormones and uh, how hungry you are, how much you eat. Uh, but we'll just leave it for this right now that psychological factors are very important uh, in how they influence energy in. So now let's go over to the other side of the scale and let's talk about factors that influence energy out. You know, energy burned at rest is crucial and that's influenced by, you know, your body size, your, your hormonal status, uh, your dieting history, I mean, have you dieted off and on your whole life or never really dieted? What genetic factors are influencing how much energy you burn at rest? Um, what's your health status right now and how does that affect how much uh, calories you burn just being you? Your sleep quality again and how old you are, you know, so these kind of factors determine how much energy you're burning at the most crucial time 
And that's when you're at rest. Energy burned uh, through exercise. Okay, we hear about exercise all the time. So uh, that's influenced by your exercise ability, um, the intensity of the exercise you're doing, the duration of the exercise, uh, the frequency, you know, how often do you do this, the type of exercise, the environment, are you at altitude when you're training? Uh, are you at sea level? You know, are you in the woods? Are you on inclines? Uh, is it cold? Is it warm? So many different kind of factors uh, affect environment and how many calories you burn in exercise. Again, as well as your hormonal status and your sleep quality, uh, that affects how many calories you burn when you're actually exercising. You know, energy burned by non-exercise activity. And that's again influenced by your health status, your energy status, stress levels, you know, your hormonal status, your occupation, uh, leisure activities, genetic factors. Um, so, you know, if you think about it, if you're working at a job nine to five and you're sit sitting down most of the time versus somebody who works nine to five, like a construction worker, well, you can see right there, that's a non-exercise activity, but it's also a very high level uh, activity. So there's different influences with non-exercise as well. And then the energy burned by metabolizing your food. And this is influenced by the macronutrient makeup of the process, uh, how the food is processed. Um, so for example, you know, protein uh, is metabolized much differently than carbohydrate, which is metabolized differently than fats. So that's also crucial um, to your energy balance as well. So to better understand, you know, kind of the, uh, let's say the universality of energy balance, we got to go back to another law you may have studied in physics class, and let's look at the law of gravity again. <laughs> like energy balance, it's represented by an equation, let's say, you know, F equals MA, force equals mass times acceleration. All right. The basic equation applies to every object dropped from any height. But a lot of factors affect it, like air resistance, making it seem like it's maybe not true. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's similarly with food and humans. The basic equation, energy in, energy out, never, ever changes. It's true of all foods consumed in all situations. But lots of factors can affect different parts of the equation. So if someone wants to gain or lose body mass, they'll want to consider overall energy balance and how to shift it in their favor. And so I'm going to give you a few ways that you can do that. And we're going to go into a deeper dive in this when we go into our 30-day nutrition challenge that I'll be introducing uh, next weekend. But for right now, let's just look at some ways to shift this energy balance in your favor. So so let's look at, we'll go back and forth. I'll give you a statement on how to reduce calories, then I'll give you how to increase calories out. So we're going to talk about how to reduce calories in, then we'll talk about how to increase calories out. Um, one way to reduce your calories in, a very, very efficient and nutritious way, <clears throat> is you want to consume more fiber-rich vegetables to reduce the number of calories your body absorbs. To increase the calories out, well, you might want to add cardio to burn more calories. 
to reduce the calories in, you might want to consume more protein to reduce your appetite and therefore uh, your overall energy intake. To increase the calories out, you, you've got to add strength training to build more muscle, to boost overall metabolism and to burn more calories, especially at rest. To reduce the calories in, I know you've heard this since you were a kid, eat slowly so you can tune into the hunger and the fullness signals and to stop eating when you're satisfied, not stuffed. You know, it's a classic uh, difference in a sense between the way Europeans eat and the way Americans tend to eat. We tend to eat in America until we're full and we basically are stuffed. We can't eat anymore. Uh, if we do, we almost you know, feel ill. In Europe, however, uh, they tend to eat until they're satisfied. So I guess what you would say, you still have a little bit more hunger in the tank, but you're satisfied and that's when you stop. So to reduce calories in, try to eat slower and really pay attention to those signals of hunger and fullness and when you should stop. To increase the calories out, increase your daily activity by taking the stairs, parking further from your destination, wherever you're going, and you know, possibly using even an activity tractor to kind of nudge you to take more steps in the day, especially if you have a sedentary job uh, and it kind of is a good motivator to get up and move and to walk a little bit more than you normally would have because you're really measuring it. And in reality, you don't, you can't master what you don't measure anyway. Uh, so it really does help to do that. Um, and, you know, always remember there's a big difference between being active and being busy. Busy seems like we're doing a lot, but in reality, uh, our brain and stress level is moving a lot, but our body's really not moving that much. Uh, we're just doing busy work, whereas being active is, is a little different. So another way to reduce calories in is to use hand portions to guide how much you eat rather than counting calories. And we're going to be talking about this in our 30-day challenge, nutrition challenge coming up. But basically, use your the palm of your hand uh, for like uh, entree portions. You can use your thumb to measure out different amounts of fats. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to use um, a visualization of your hand so you don't actually have to count calories. And it's very effective if you practice it. Uh, another way to increase calories out is to boost your protein intake to increase kind of the thermic effect of digestion. When you eat more protein, uh, it's more thermogenic. It tends to uh, burn more calories just to digest the protein. Uh, and then another way to reduce the calories in is to absolutely get enough sleep to reduce hunger and cravings for sweets. There's a direct link to this. We're going to talk about it in that 30-day challenge coming up. Uh, but there is a direct correlation, and there's so many studies now that are starting to show if you have excellent sleep patterns, you tend to have a reduction in your desire for um, cravings uh, and for sweets. Uh, and if you don't sleep well, you'll tend to see that those cravings can go up. And then let's talk about, again, kind of the last thing with how to increase calories out for now. Practice self-care. Uh, to reduce stress or to manage stress as effectively as possible and improve your sleep. You know, both, like I've said over and over now, is both are important for a healthy metabolism. Um, you know, in this country, we talk about health care a lot, but we really should be talking about self-care more. Uh, 
the more you become your own physician, the more that you really learn how your body works and what it needs and when it needs it and really uh, promote self-care habits, uh, the more you're going to be able to uh, deal with stress, minimize it as much as possible, uh, and improve your sleep, which is so crucial to everything. Um, so those are my tips uh, looking at principle number one. And we really want to focus on the energy in, energy out. And now you know there's, uh, it's, it's a fact, it's a science, but there are factors that influence it. So I hope you took some notes. Uh, if not, we're going to be talking about this again. Starting next weekend, I'm going to introduce a 30-day challenge, a nutrition challenge. It's going to be fun. Uh, and it's going to be something that can truly help change your 2021. Uh, Got to get better than 2020, right? But we have a lot of different opportunities. It's going to be a 30-day challenge with 30 different uh, opportunities to look at different ways to do different things. And uh, I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun because if these challenges aren't fun, what's the point? Um, but I appreciate you being here tonight. This was a fun conversation. We're going to go over the next four principles over the next four days. Uh, again, this is Coach Carter. This is the Morning Lift podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And you guys have a great evening. And I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow for principle number two. You have a great night. Oh, 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 oh,